the country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories to great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. My pleasure to welcome to the show from Cremona, Alberta, Blake Reed. He has a brand new album released this week called Rust. We're going to hear a couple of songs from it. It's produced by a great producer and hit songwriter, Phil O'Donnell. Blake comes from a five-generation farm family. We have plenty to talk about with my guest, Blake Reed. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on, Dave. Really happy to be here. Well, it's great to have you here, Blake, and the album, uh, very exciting, released just this week, 11 great tracks. Tell me about uh, the album and uh, naming it Rust. I know that is one of the songs, of course, from it. You know, when we were thinking about a theme for, for the album, um, you know, being my second album, uh, I really wanted to tip my hat back to back to the past, but still celebrate the future. And I think that, uh, you know, when thinking about the world that we live in right now, it's kind of a disposable world and you're looking for the next new. And so the idea of, of uh, having the album called rust and, and, you know, kind of um, there's a lot of life in the background that we live in that there's still a lot of color, even though it's not new and shiny. And some of the most valuable things that I have are, uh, you know, are things that have been passed down and they show a little wear and tear. And so that was kind of the premise behind the whole album. And that song itself is uh, all about uh, your 72 Chevy pickup. <laughs> Part of it is about the 72, yeah. I love that old truck. For sure. The old farm truck that uh, it got transformed into my first truck when I was 16. And, and uh, I had such great memories in that truck, both as a 16-year-old, but even growing up with my grandpa beside me. as we uh, He was my best friend growing up and just kind of sharing those times together in that old truck definitely, uh, you know, definitely was important growing up. Blake, how has the fact that you're from a five-generation farm family influenced the type of music and the type of songs you record? Well, I think it just just from where I'm, you know, I, I think in five generations we've moved about three miles, and I think just coming from that environment and that, uh, you know, small-town life and, and farm life, and, you know, the community is, is surrounded by folks that have been in that community for a hundred years. And I think there's, there's such a sense of community and, um, you know, I think it just breathes out through my music. And I, I don't think that, you know, I really don't think about it. I just kind of write what's, what's, mm-hmm. you know, in my heart and, and kind of about me and what I find interesting. And so it just comes out through the music. On the subject of songwriting, when did you write your very first song? You know, I, I, I can remember writing songs when I was probably 10 to 12. And it was kind of the time when I, spent you know, first started spending time on the, on the tractor um i cut a lot of hay in the summers for my dad when i was 11 and 12 years old and, and uh, you'd spend 12 hours out on a tractor and and back then it was a, an open air tractor and there wasn't a radio 
and uh, you know, to kind of pass the time. Music, music has always been a very important part of my life and part of our family life as well. And and so I would just, um, it sounds kind of funny, but it, it, there would be kind of a pulse with the reel of the cutter, and I would kind of write songs around that pulse. And and so I've always wrote songs, but probably. The very first one I wrote was probably around when I was 12 years old, even before I could write uh, um, write on a, on a guitar. And uh, you know, but in first one that I actually played in front of people was probably when I was about 17 in college. Interesting, because there are those songs as songwriters you write that you don't want to share because you're you're new at it and you don't have that confidence. And then you, at age 17, perform that song. Are you uh, pretty comfortable performing brand new songs now in front of an audience that hasn't heard the song before and you're debuting it for the first time? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, to get that feedback from a, from a brand new song that you wrote that you're excited about. And, uh, um, you know, I, I did a couple of shows with Steve Earle this, uh, this summer um, through Saskatchewan and, and Manitoba. And we were in Russell, Manitoba, and we had some time to kill and, and me and my guitar player were sitting around the hotel and we we wrote a uh well we finished one that i had that i'd started and called wind in the bottle and we played that one instead of in front of three uh three thousand fans we just finished it about an hour before and i was kind of you know i was exposing myself on that but even to get that reaction of people listening to the lyrics um you know i, I think as a songwriter that's that's the greatest feeling right to get that uh, to get that mm-hmm. feedback Absolutely, and there's a beautiful song on here that is going to touch a lot of people, uh, a song called That's What Grandpas Do. It's track number 11. You wrote this with Buddy Owens along with your producer, Phil O'Donnell. We'll talk more about Phil specifically, but tell me about the song That's What Grandpas Do. The other cool thing is it's uh, recorded acoustically, so it's a really raw song. Yeah, yeah. Phil is just is such a tremendous talent, both as a songwriter and a producer and, and a guitar player as well. And uh, we were actually staying at Phil's. Um, we we had a barbecue there, and just Buddy and Phil and I, and, and we were just kind of, we'd wrapped up the session for the day, and we were sitting around just kind of talking about um, influences in our lives, and and uh, um, it came up about about our grandpas, and Phil's like, you know what, we should just write a, a song about our grandpas. And, and what's really neat about that song is that there's three grandpas in that song, and there's my grandpa and Buddy's and Phil's, and and you know now that I listen to it and kind of go through it, you can really hear whose grandpa it was. And uh, you know it came off it came off uh, really great. We wrote it pretty quick, and uh, yeah, and Phil did such a good job playing on it. And we just recorded it right at his office. You taught me how to drive and how to survive in the woods if I got lost. And the older I get, the more I see I'm a chip. Off the chip of his old block He taught me how to tie a tie And put an edge on a knife Inside in my 22 And how to do unto others That's what grandpas do He taught me not to be lazy Open doors for the ladies Look a man in the eye Thank before you speak, pray before you eat, and how to choke down your pride. You gave me my last name, this cross on this chain, and my first red man shoe. Said, don't tell your grandma, boy, that's what grandpas do. 
And let's talk about Phil, your producer. Uh, I had a chance to see him out at the CCMAs in Halifax um, back in September. And one of the things he was part of that I was at was a songwriting event. Johnny Reed, Craig Wiseman, Paul Brandt, and Phil singing all his hit songs. Man, he's had huge songs recorded. Blake Shelton to George Strait and on and on. And uh, man, what a, what a great songwriter. Tell me about Phil the person first and then, and then as, a, as a songwriter and producer. Uh, Phil is such an honest, uh, down-to-earth guy. He comes from New Brunswick originally and transplanted down in Nashville. And he is, uh, he's such a tremendous, um, just grounded person. We, uh, we met two years ago at the CCMAs and, and we were just, we were just kind of chatting with each other and we just kind of hit it off. And then I went down to Nashville a couple of times and we just wrote and he just really pulls you in and he's had songs recorded by, well, just like you said, by Montgomery Gentry and George Strait and Blake Shelton. And he's, he's, in conversation with those folks regularly, like one one day I was in there and Garth Brooks phoned him looking for songs and, <laughs> and Phil's at that at that level, but he's but he treats me even as a new and emerging artist with not a real track record. Just treat me like I was just you know deserve to be there. He's such a tremendous person. Um, you know I can't speak enough about about Phil as a person, let alone his talent. When you start to write with Phil, especially. In the beginning, when you know about the big songwriting credits with Blake Shelton, and George Strait, Montgomery <laughs> Gentry, when you go in knowing that, how nerve-wracking is it to start to write a song with him? Well, to be honest with you, I, I haven't done a whole bunch of co-writing. I've, I've wrote with a handful of folks in, in uh, Canada up here, but I would say my strong suit is, is writing on my own, and, and uh, we have different writing styles. I'm a melody writer first, and then I kind of... I have an idea and then write the lyrics to the melody and and in Nashville especially in with Phil and Buddy it's they more write the lyric and then come up with the melody afterwards and I I was intimidated when I first um got together with those guys and and they just you know you got a few hours and they're just coming up with lines and ideas and and I kind of had to reset how I how I write but uh both I I've known Buddy for years um you know, I stayed at his house when we were recording and, and writing and, and, of course, just uh, working with Phil every day, too. I never at once felt like I was a third wheel. I always felt included. And, and uh, yeah, and it was, it was, it was great to, to be included in those, uh, in those sessions. And probably the first one I was maybe a little bit, uh, um, you know, more timid. But by the once we got into the second song, yeah, I was uh, I was right there with them, and and uh, it was it was a great opportunity. There's uh, another great ballad on here. I mentioned that's what grandpas do. A song called "Whiskey Lonely and Me." Of course, the title right away uh, conjures up a country song. It just sounds like a country song, <laughs> but it's great beyond that. Tell me a bit about the writing on that one. That was a solo write. Uh, I wrote that one by myself. Um. The idea of, of kind of personifying uh, lonely and, and whiskey came from um, being with the Calgary Songsmiths and um, Troy Coco and Joni Deloria had that group up and and we were talking about that aspect of it, just kind of personifying uh, um, you know feelings or or other inanimate um, type objects and 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 at that time I was going through a divorce and I was in kind of a low place. Um, you know, emotionally, and and I was wrestling with 
with that um, aspect of my life. And, and that's what I did. I just sat down and poured those emotions into a song. Um, to be honest with you, I opened up a, a bottle of Honey Jack and, and wrote that song. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's, wow. that one comes from the heart. It, it hits home. So. It's a great song on your album called Rust, which is available at iTunes now. Uh, we're going to talk more about your influences uh, after the first song we play, Blake. So let's turn to uh, the song from the album called Stay Home, which is your brand new single. And tell me a bit about Stay Home before I play it. Well, Stay Home, is a, that one was a solo write, too. And that was a fun one to write. It was a fun one to write and fun one to record. Um, writing it, I was... Uh, um, a lot of times I'll write in drop D and I'll, I'll put a little... Um, Southern Rock or, or Hillbilly into it, uh, some flat sevens, what they're called in the, in the progression. And uh, I was just kind of um, writing some Hillbilly in it, and, and uh, I was really enjoying writing it. And, and my son liked one version, and my daughter liked the other version. And so I, I actually put those songs together, and uh, the very first line is, my daughter would not let me uh, get away with having this, the song without that. So it was it was such a fun song song to write. It came together good, and uh, and then we went in the studio and and we recorded it down in Legends in uh, Nashville, where uh, uh, Willie and Waylon have recorded. The Highwaymen was recorded there, and uh, Willie's bass player Kevin Grant Swine um, played the upright bass on it. And uh, when we were just messing around, he he told us Paul, the steel player, he said, "Grab your uh, jaw harp and put some put some jaw harp in it." And it uh, oh, it was so much fun to uh, to record that song. I'm really happy how it came out. It's a great one. Let's hear it now from my guest Blake Reed. This is "Stay Home" on In the Country. Stay home, homeboy, don't say 
why you stay home Stay home, stay home Stay home, stay home Stay home, stay home Stay home, stay home home, boy Don't set your roots to roam, boy You're digging a hole trying to find your soul What you're digging is a big And that is Alberta's own Blake Reed. The song is called Stay Home. You'll find that on his brand new album on Royalty Records. It's called Rust, available now at iTunes, and you can check him out at blakereed.ca. So, Blake, obviously growing up on the farm, a real country life you've had, but as far as musical influences, artists that uh, you know you listened to and got inspired by, can you throw out a couple of those names and, and tell me why they're important to you? Number one would be my grandpa. Um, you know, he played banjo for uh, for 50 years. Uh, he was always a huge influence in my uh, in my life growing up and just see the, the passion that he had and all the fun that he had uh, playing music. Um, as far as uh, growing up, musical inf- influences, I'm a huge Willie Nelson fan, uh, Guy Clark, Steve Earle. Um, probably those are, are the noteworthy kind of the singer-songwriter type um, artists mm-hmm. that I that I really follow. Of course, all the classics. And uh, for some of the new folks, um, I love Chris Stapleton, some of the stuff that he's, that he's doing. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I, and I like, you know, I like all genres of music, right. And I like the new country. I like the old country. And, and uh, I try to listen to as much as I can and, and take some of those lessons back to my writing. I'm similar too, in that uh, I guess like a lot of other folks, I like the older stuff. And the new stuff. Some, you know, are divided on that. But I do love hearing, you know, listening to everything that's coming out on country radio. And But I love going back to listen to George Jones or Charlie Pryor, mm. guys from oh. the 80s like uh, Earl Thomas Conley and Steve Warner, people like that. Oh, I grew up on that stuff. I love that stuff. My uh, my brother and me, I think we learned every George Jones song. He was the biggest George Jones and Johnny Cash fan that, uh, that I know. He, he has a black Chevy truck. And on the side of it, he has Cash Special Edition, and, uh, oh, nice. and he's he's always kind of been my weather vane as far as as far as music goes. He's always, you know, make sure you keep enough tradition in there, right? So, um, yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, there's still a hunger out there for uh, traditional sounds and country songs that tell stories and just hearing the emotion in it. As far as uh, your experience in Nashville, what uh, what is so special about Nashville to you, and how does it inspire you as an artist? Well, I think it just, it seems to me just such a, a hub of music um, and, and just the talent of the players and the talent of the writers. And um, aside from, aside from the weather, which is always uh is always great when you're when you're in the winter versus the Alberta winter but um, right. I love going down there and, and just seeing the the level of uh uh musicianship and and writers and it kind of forces you or pushes you to to be to be better and 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 I will say that that 
people are so engaging and they're they're uh, they're generous and they're willing to help and the, and the folks that that I've met have really you know been cheerleaders as well and and like what I what I do and and offer some tips and I just uh, it's it's really nice just to be immersed in that that entire industry. Have you picked up any songwriting tips um, during sessions in Nashville or maybe specifically with Phil O'Donnell or any of the other writers that you've worked with? Any any tips you could pass on to maybe shortcut to, to writing better songs for, for anyone listening? Yeah, definitely. I think that sometimes uh, simpler is better. I know that um, in the past uh, I, can, I can be wordy, um, you know, and I can be a little bit artsy. And some of the things that Phil said, you know, just just say it, just say it, right? Simple. Don't add mm-hmm. anything extra. Um, another fellow there was fortunate enough to write with Gary Hannon. He's he's got a few number ones as well. He said, just keep going, going back and rewrite. Don't just leave that song like it's finished, right? Like like uh, you know, treat it like a masterpiece that you want it to be the best that it can. So I mean, and there's a fine line because you don't want to go back and and turn it into something that had no intention in the in the beginning, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would say that's the that is the two pieces of information I really took from the sessions that I had is just to you know to to write it and say it in a simple way, right, and then uh, then go back and and you know make it the best it can be. That is interesting what you say about rewriting. I have heard the phrase "songs aren't written, they're rewritten," and but but your point being. I guess it's that balance between, you know, what you've got out on paper and maybe the rawness of it uh, and how much of that to leave versus how much should you polish up, you know, how much authenticity. It, well, it's, let me try that again. It's always authentic, but how much do you polish it up before you know it's finished? Yeah, you have to be careful. It doesn't take on a, um, a different life than when it started. And I think that's, um, you know, like I said, when I write, I, I write on the original melody and then I'll put some, thoughts and lyrics kind of around that and I really need mm-hmm. to feel that emotion going into it and sometimes you come back and you might have a different emotion at that time and you got to make sure that it doesn't take a different uh, a different direction but I think as long as you stay true to what you're trying to say and consistent with that message I think it's you know usually it will improve the song. Mm-hmm. Now you were out at the CCMAs in Halifax in September. Blake, can you give us uh, a bit of a rundown on uh, what you took part in and what you did there? Oh yeah, yeah, it was such a great time. Um, I really have to say I love the Maritimes. It it really felt like home, um, small town feel, and the people are so uh, so kind and and generous, and I really appreciated the Maritimes um, from just from a location. Um, yeah, the week was, the week was very busy. We, we did lots of meetings and we, uh, had a few shows and, and, uh, you know, just kind of networking and talked to some radio folks. We did a little bit of a radio tour while we were out there. Um, yeah, so just kind of did most of the industry things and, and just mm-hmm. tried to, um, you know, promote the, the upcoming album as much as we, as much as we could and, and, you know, had a few, few hits that we really wanted to talk to folks about and, and just so that they were ready for the upcoming album. It's really important for an artist to get out to the radio stations and do interviews. And you can talk about that for, for an artist out there that I, I, you know, I see it all the, all the time, obviously they're, they're out promoting their record, but I think it makes a big difference when the uh, person at the station, the different announcers and the, and the music director can actually meet face to face and get to know the artist. 
Yeah, for sure. It's a relationship because if there's, I mean, there's, there's such a volume of great music right now that's being produced by Canadians. And I think that, uh, you know, the MDs or the uh, music directors, they have to filter through, um, you know, who's behind that song because the songs are so close in, in uh, quality. And I think that, you know, just, you want to get out and just, and just make an impression and, and meet face to face. And then, then of course, uh, you know, always try to play a song or two and, and try to captivate them as an individual audience as well to show, hey, that you know, I'm, this is serious to me, and, and I want to make a career of it. And, and so it's always great just to just to meet the guys and and the and you know the radio folks are are great people and and they like to have have folks stop in and say hi. And so it's not just not just an email or a song coming to them. Absolutely. Well, let's turn to another song from Rust, the album you released just this week. 11 great songs people can check out at iTunes, and they can find you at blakereed.ca, along with, of course, all your social media sites. Uh, the next song we'll share is Ghosts, and what can you tell me about the song? Ghosts come from, uh, I actually wrote this a number of years ago, um, but it's always been a hit at my, at my singer-songwriter uh, in the rounds. And uh, I was working in the ag industry, um, this was probably six, eight years ago, and I was down uh, working in Oregon and, and uh, Washington, and, and there was a little roadhouse bar, and it's just that typical roadhouse bar that you see in the movies, or if you've traveled through the States, you see this bar on the side of the road, and, and uh, you go inside, and there's all these old pictures of, you know, musicians or, or just, you know, community members, and, and, you know, that are kind of dotted across the wall, black and white photos, and you know, and it, it was a it was a special time because it was I was down there living in hotels and and there was an old barkeep that was there and we became friends and and so I just go in there at night and, and have a bite to eat and have a visit and some nights there was just him and I in there and uh, and so joking around I would say boy boss you're really packing them in tonight and he'd laugh <laughs> and he'd say well it just it's just you and me and the ghost of drinking here. You know, and I thought that was such a good idea for a song. Um, you know, so I wrote that down, and then and then I finished it a couple of years later and tried to pay tribute back to that to that particular bar in uh, in Oregon there. So this is the song he's been talking about. My guest, Blake Reed. It's Ghosts here on In the Country. There's a worn down one light dusty town The edge of Highway 5 I spent a summer in them fields In the nighttime pouring rye And the old man took my money Filled my glass and gave advice He said there's certain things you can't explain That happen here at night some nights it's so silent You can damn near feel the hush Stirs the jukebox dust If you hear old witness sing Don't you dare sing along There's just something sacred About that sad old country song But you can join my silence And hold your glass up in the air this will be a small salute to the ghosts of drinking here. One night I asked about a picture in a frame above the bar. In the photo was a fireman with his helmet tucked in his arm. 
Old man said the name's John Thompson And he's a regular around here But he gave his life one foggy night Probably been about ten years So if you hear a siren On a cold and lonely night You know it's just John Thompson Off to save another life But you can join my silence Hold your glass up in the air This will be a small salute To the ghost of drinking here And I said, old man, you're just a waste In this long forgotten place Then he turned around, looked me in the eye The tear rolled down his face He said, some nights there's a soldier At that table all alone That sergeant is my only son Who finally made it home But you can join my silence And hold your glass up in the air This will be a small salute The ghosts are drinking here This will be a small salute The ghosts are drinking here Great song from my guest, Blake Reed, from Cremona, Alberta. The song is called Ghosts, which is available on his new album called Rust. You'll be sure to check that out. You'll want to check that out for sure. It's a great album. Blake, when you have the songs that you've written and you've done some basic guitar demos to, to, you know, to give people the idea of it before it's produced, what's the process like for you? How exciting is it to hear it go from that stage to the finished product? No, I think that's... To me, that is the, the the best feeling at that point. You have these these world class musicians, and, and kind of you have the idea in your head. And, and, and whenever I write a song, I kind of already have the instrumentation kind of rolling around in my brain, and and uh, you know, so I have expectation of what's going to come out um, in the production side. And then those guys usually just blow you away because they're artists in themselves. And, uh, you know, and sometimes there is a bit of a reset because they might go a totally different direction than, than what you're looking at. And, and, you know, maybe that in order to, to capture the lyric, you don't want that much production. So you have to just have a conversation. Less is more. But I think to sit down with a session leader and the and the folks that are in on the session and kind of discuss what, what you're wanting out of the song and, and then you play it for them and then to sit back and and have that come through with you singing it and then that first listen back after mm-hmm. everything has been layered in there i mean it can be an emotional experience because it's like oh you know it just it pulls your heart apart yeah you're hearing that uh song realized to to its full potential and and as you said those musicians in nashville they learn the song so quickly and they add in you know, all the great things it's not like it's a long process because of how speedy they work yeah, no, it's not. I mean, some some of those are, are first takes. It might be, um, you know, and, and this album was different than my previous one. My previous one, we did the beds, we laid down, um, we laid down the the drums and the bass, and then we came back and we laid, layered in steel and banjo and and what have you. But but this one was all done live off the floor, so um, there really wasn't anything extra added in other than 
you know, maybe a, a guitar layered in over top. And, and of course, we would go back in and, and recut the vocals. Typically, we do a scratch vocal, but but those guys are are so good, and they're they're used to working with each other. They're comfortable with each other, and they you know, and they are talking because they want the best product as well. And, and uh, mm-hmm. so they talk it through, and they might say, "Hey, let's let's cut that bar in half there, and let's go straight into the chorus here." And uh, they talk, and then they just lay it down. And it's it's incredible how quick they can do it. That um, you know, sometimes you'll get, I mean, you'll get songs out in in minutes, right? <laughs> Wow, that it yeah, it's an amazing process and uh the results are great on the album Rust, eleven tracks. We've played a couple of them on the show. Our listeners can get the album from iTunes and again uh learn more about you at uh Blakereed.ca. Blake, thanks so much for being here. Great to chat and uh, to share songs from the album. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, Dave. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to have you guys support uh support us artists as we're trying to trying to carve out our next album. So you bet. Uh, well, you're welcome back anytime. We'll talk about different songs the next time. My guest has been Alberta country artist Blake Reed. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.